all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. <laughs> I got you with the reverse hello. You did. <laughs> I knew you were going to change it up somehow. Oh, I just, yeah. I just didn't know how. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> um, housekeeping. We have so much housekeeping. I apologize. We've got a good one for tonight. <laughs> yes, we've got a bunch of good ones for tonight because it's been a while since we recorded. We recorded the last episode pretty far ahead of time. Um so far ahead that I have got to get a sh- give a shout out to um, Sarah Q, our Orthodox Jew from NYU, <laughs> yes. who recently sent in a bunch of, bunch of suggestions. Oh, and photos of. Oh, yes. I haven't put those up. That was a different. Okay. So lots of stuff from Sarah Q. She did put up pictures of the, the memorial plaques for the building where I think it's called the Brown Building. It now, is. Yes. Um, where the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory was. Mm-hmm. So yes, I need to post those. She said I could and I've forgotten to. So I need to do that. Um, because that was pretty cool of her to, to take those yes, pictures for us. Yeah. Because she yeah. goes to school there. Exactly. It's part did. of the NYU campus. Yeah. I think that's when she first yes, got wind of our herself. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes. So that that was those. that was very cool. Yes. I I love history. I love mm-hmm. that sort of thing, and I'm I'm very happy that there is a plaque there and a reminder, which yeah. we co- which we covered. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's. I'm happy that it's still there, and it, right. there should be. It should always be there. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, but it was pretty neat that she goes to school where I was talking about. Yes. This tragic, crazy, epic fire happened. Yes. So thank you, Sarah, for sending those in. I will share them. Thanks for letting us do that too. Um, also, Sarah sent in a bunch of uh, topic suggestions and. I was telling her that we were on like a complete psychic link because this was after we recorded last week's episode, but before we released it. And one of her suggestions was the Great Smog of London. Oh. So we were like a retroactive shout out to her for that suggestion because we did cover it um, last week. Also, shout out to a bunch of our um, usual awesome listeners who interacted with us over the past couple weeks. Emily, Teddy, Kelly, Roger, Bethany, and Quincy, who clarified Quincy is a good name to call him versus Quinn. Okay. So, Quincy, we know. So, no longer Quinn Quincy. Quinn Quincy. No, just, we can just, just Quincy. We'll just call on. him Quincy, yes. Um, and also, literally just got this on Facebook, Helen reached out to us and had a really exciting thing to say that I'll share with you later because if it comes to fruition, it could be pretty freaking awesome. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that later and keep it a little bit of a mystery. Uh, anyone who goes on Facebook can see it, but... Sure. So be but, sure but to... But like in the movie L.A. Confidential, uh-huh. which I recently watched for the first time in a long time, it's uh-huh. hush, hush. I'm kidding. Okay. But you've never seen that movie. Yes, so I yeah. have. We watched it together. Did we? Yes, we did. When? It was the first time early on when we were first. Wow. Okay. But it was in this house, so it had to have been within the past few years. Sure. So, <laughs> um, so follow us on Facebook, All Bad Things Pod. Hush, hush. <laughs> um, so you can 
uh, interact with us there, we're very good at responding. Yes, because we don't get a whole lot of uh, correspondence. That's exactly right. <laughs> so we'll respond to anything. Always. Speaking of responding to things. Yeah, so something funny happened. Did, did you like that segue? That was, yes, pretty, that was, that was pretty damn good, wasn't it? It was until you pointed it out. That was the whole, uh, that was my whole uh, four months in broadcasting school. Very good. Out. Glad it paid off. Yes, it did. Finally. <laughs> so on Twitter on Sunday, um, there's a great Twitter account. I think it's at 70s Dinner Party. Yeah. It's, it's great in a fantastic and gross it, It's way. great like we are. It's it's bad things. It's just... Yes, it's, but with food. Yes. It's like old Betty Crocker recipes and stuff that are hideous, you know, like aspic and just That just sounds like something you don't want to have. No. Your kids have some aspic. Yeah. What? Are, it sounds is, like... Um, is she trying to give us Munchausen syndrome? <laughs> Do you know what Munchausen syndrome is? Yes, it's keeping your kids sick on purpose. That's by proxy. No, that's Munchausen <laughs> Munchausen's syndrome. Munchausen's by proxy. Uh, okay, Munchausen's well. is when you do it to yourself. By proxy is when you do it with someone else. Oh, okay. But you, I'm glad I, you cleared I, that I up. I see what you meant. I'm just referencing the Eminem song. That's all I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> we have referenced that, I think, in an episode I think before. So. Um, but they... So they post these great, terrible recipes and pictures from old food that used to that's be a, cool in different. That's a good parties. way to put it. Great, terrible recipes. Yes. And they... These are the cream of the crop as far as terribleness goes. <laughs> yes. And they posted a recipe for um, super salad, I think it was called. And it was from a Mrs. John Coles <laughs> in, Colts in uh, Wilson, Kansas. Listen to what this salad's ingredients are. Yeah, it was basically tomato soup. Lemon jello. There were green, pickles, green olives. Green olives and cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese. And there was also, um, I think there was also a, um, what am I trying? Cottage cheese. I'm pretty sure that was I in there too. I don't think so. Maybe that was another recipe I read. Another on terrible that recipe. <laughs> There's a lot of terrible recipes. And they usually involved things like massive amounts of fatty foods and jello. Why all the jello? I don't know. Maybe there was a jello overage. In the 70s? I have a feeling that recipe came out of the Depression when people were like, whatever mm-hmm. whatever you've got, we'll put it into a stew. <laughs> right? Somebody had jello, somebody had green olives. Well, so I retweeted this recipe, and I was just like, oh, 50 bucks to anyone who will make this and post pictures of it. Now, on average, we get one to two likes per tweet. <laughs> so I thought... And one of them is mine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I thought... Per usual, like, we'd get a couple likes or whatever. I thought it was clever. Yeah, we got over 100 likes on it. When I saw it, it was at, like, 70-something, and I noticed it, that. I was that like... That was crazy. Was like, I'm like, I don't think we've ever gotten this many responses, or, um, likes. likes before. No, and multiple retweets, and several people being like, I'm totally going to do this for the 50 bucks. Because initially, like, I was thinking, okay, I'm like, that's not a bad, like, first day or whatever. I was thinking in the sense of when we put out an episode. Mm. And then I had to, like, kind of do a double take. Like, no, no this is a tweet. Yes, this isn't <laughs> listens. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how did we get so many responses? Right. So then I saw what it was. So long story short, like, people legitimately wanted to do this for the $50, so they were asking if I was serious, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess I said it, so okay, I guess if somebody wants to make this, like the first person who does, I'll give 50 bucks to. And someone, sure enough, followed all the way through <laughs> with it. Followed through. Followed completely through with it. 
And the, um, the individual who did actually, I, so here's the thing. I'm a person of my word and I did indeed PayPal them $50. Um, but they seem like a nice person. Um, yeah, they didn't do it in a dickish in a, way at all. And it was actually really their thread there, was there really was a, entertaining. There was a correspondence beforehand. Yes, and their tweets were really funny. The the picture that they they gave several in progress pictures in the last picture they gave was um, a, a sock monkey. Yes, a sock yes. monkey with with, with it. The, uh, so it was hilarious. So with the. The fiesta, fiesta salad, whatever it was <laughs> super called, salad. the super salad. Um, so I totally recommend following them. Actually, I think they're just an average person. They have like forty-two followers. So go ahead and yeah, follow not? them. I'm following them now. Um, I had to to DM them to get their PayPal info, but you're such a millennial. <laughs> they're at tdm underscore now, and it says Tim. So I guess this is Tim. Um, but one, so there's a couple things just right away about this Twitter account that I love. One is that they're, and I'm going to say they're because I don't know their pronoun or if Tim is their given name or whatever, what have you. Given that one of our biggest listeners is named Teddy, who turns That's out right, is female. female. I don't want to do the same if Tim is short for something else or a nickname for anyway. Timonthea. Timonthea. <laughs> There you go. Um, so their like description, you know, where you put it at, in your profile and Twitter, and it shows up. This is their description. Even this Gen Xer knows what that is. <laughs> um, probably only three things I love: samosas, guinea pigs, and Jesus. And then it says the produce guy at the market. <laughs> so Jesus, I guess. Jesus. <laughs> um, and then a really funny tweet that they did. Re- well, last year. Anyway, it's up at the top, and it's really funny. My nephew in church this morning. If God really needs more money, why doesn't he just write another book? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That was funny. Or another volume. That's what another I would say. Bo- yeah. How many did you say there were? Like 60 oh, how something? how many books in the Bible? 66. Yes. Oh my God. Way too many. Yeah. But you could come out with a 67th. I'm surprised nobody's thought of that by now. <laughs> All right. right. We're going we're gonna to cut that because now we've thought of it. <laughs> right now we have to We're going to write the book. So anyway, give them a follow because the the like you said the thread was really funny. Yeah. And they they were very entertaining in the manner they did it. Yeah. Um. And even when we were DMing, they were like, um, "That was that was a lot of fun. Thanks for the opportunity." They were being really sweet. Yes. You know. And so, uh, and when Rachel put that challenge out there, I had to remind her when when we finally uh, reunited at home today uh-huh. after both being at work all day. Yeah. I was like, Rachel, um, people on the internet eat Tide Pods for free. (laughs) That's true. Now, the thing that this person made and had to eat probably was not, uh, they probably threw it away right after that first bite. I hope so. Is what I'm going to guess. That would be my guess. I sure hope so. But they made it, tried it. Threw it in the garbage, and now they're $50 richer. That's exactly right. Whereas uh, a 17-year-old who ate a Tide Pod, all they, dead. all they did was eat a Tide Pod. Or go to the emergency room yeah. and call poison control. Yeah. Yeah. So they're way smarter, in other words. Yes. Clearly. So, yeah. Yeah. So Tim could have died after this, but at least he'd be $50 richer. <laughs> yeah, at least he did it for yeah. something, right? He's going to leave something behind to somebody, <laughs> like his pet hamster. But they said, it, it, they said as far as taste went... It wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as they thought. Sure. So, 
I, I I guess maybe Mrs. John Colts was on to something <laughs> that wasn't as bad as it sounded, but anyway. It was really entertaining, fun to play along with, and probably worth the 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, especially because it seems like it went to a, yeah. a nice person. And uh, going back to a previous episode of ours, The Dust Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, what was her name again? Mrs. The lady that came up with the recipe? Oh, John Colts. Or, oh, so Mrs. John... Mrs. John Colts. Is Mrs. John Colts. <laughs> Mrs. Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, was it Lawrence, Kansas? Is that what you said? Somewhere in Kansas. Wilson. Wilson, Kansas. <laughs> um, Kansas was a part of that phenomenon. Yes, it was. So that sounds to me like just because of how <laughs> they say their name, Mrs. John Colts. Right. Uh-huh. That that person is probably 50 years old. And oh, at least. that recipe was published in like, what, 1974 or 75? I, I did, it didn't have a publication date on it. Even if it was 79, mm-hmm. uh, if you went back 40 years. Yeah, it was the Depression era. That's true. <laughs> so, That's true. So yeah. that was probably a recipe from that time. Uh-huh. Just like, hey, we'll throw all this shit together. <laughs> make so, it make it into a stew, and then we'll put it into a mold and jello <laughs> just to salvage it. So that's all to say, follow us on Twitter. This is the comedy gold you will see. Yes. At All Bad Things Pod. Yes. You're on to something. <laughs> and also on Instagram, same handle, and email us, allbadthingspod at gmail. We will always shout out. Um, those who interact with us, if we forget to, just remind me, and I totally will. Um, and also, I've been keeping track of all the listener suggestions. We're up to 17 now. So, we'll get to you, and I promise when we do, we will shout you out. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Shot. Mm. <laughs> By the way, I'm drinking the Brewprint um, uh, Coconut Lime Sour again. Oh, do you, do you mind? You're the one who got it for me. Did you not know that that's uh, when you gave me the can that that's what it was? I honestly didn't read it. Oh, okay. So good in the summer. It is. It's the best. Yes. It, it really it is. Really it's one is. of my favorites. I hate summer. I hate the summer, so this is my favorite part of the summer. Is <laughs> at least this. The lime out. the coconut lime sour. Yes. From Brew Prince. So, so what is our topic? Well, I've got um I've I've been researching ahead of what we've been recording. So I actually have two topics available for us to record today. So I wanted to leave it up to you. We've got some options. We can do it in the order that I originally researched them. Let's do it that way. Oh, you don't want me to give you the other options? No, well, sure. Okay. (laughs) Or I can give you hints for each and you can pick which one sounds most intriguing to you tonight. Or they're both in this plain envelope. (laughs) And you can say heads or tails and heads means the one that's on this side, and tails means the one that's on this side of the envelope. I just think it would be awesome if I opened that envelope, and all of a sudden, like, I just heard, A new car! <laughs> you, didn't, you never watched The Price is Right? Oh, oh, because they would pull out... I'm yes. like, how do you pull a car out of an envelope? <laughs> See what happens. I'm sorry. See what happens when you're a Gen X or married to a millennial. <laughs> you, you have to explain I watch how so game much, shows work. I watch so much Price is Right. I just didn't follow. <laughs> sorry. I solved okay. a huge accounting problem. I, I today. did go a little deep on that one. There are <laughs> yeah, whatever. It didn't work. Mm-mm. Um I, my I brain will, is fried from <laughs> my brain is fried as well. <laughs> um I will go with uh, my first option. Just how just we've in done order. it. Okay. Yes. 
All right, so this is the first there's one. Like a, there's like a chemistry to that. I gotcha. Okay. So that was heads, by the way. Oh, okay. And I would have called tails. And my, uh, my hint for it would have been gross incompetence. That's very broad. And yes. I probably would not have come up with okay. something. And it could probably I would have said I probably would have said like the uh, 2016 election. <laughs> All har, right. Har. Har, har. So this is the story of the Soma mine disaster. Okay. This is our first mine disaster. I think Isn't it? it is. We did the Centralia mine, but nobody well, died. Right, that exactly. So, that, a town died. Yes. Now there are many mining oh, deadly mining oh. disasters. The one documentary I talked about several episodes ago where I was like it was about the West Virginia coal industry mm-hmm, and this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Blood on the Mountain. Yes. Oh, who told me about that? It Somebody, is fantastic. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting who. It was probably one of the people I mentioned. Um, earlier, somebody mentioned that they're like, probably what you were thinking of was mm-hmm. blood. Oh, I think it was Kelsey. Okay. I think it may have been Kelsey, because I think she's from West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm sure she's so, seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, if you have Netflix and you have mm-hmm. not seen that, it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix original, so you okay. should be able to get it whenever. Okay. It's, uh, and like I said, you'll never make fun of anybody from West Virginia ever again. Right. After you H- see hard it. Hard li- Hard work and hard mm, living, yeah. And just not giving a fuck about people. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that's where this story is going to lead. Well, on May 13th... That was another fantastic segue, by the way. Yes. That you botched by interrupting me once I kept going. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm just very proud of my segues yeah, I'm tonight. I'm so proud of you, too. <laughs> on May 13th, 2014... A mine fire in Soma, Turkey. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Killed 301 oh. of the 787 miners working in the mine that oh day. Oh, my God. 301 people. This was a big one. No shit. In Turkey. In Turkey. So, yes. The city of Soma is in Turkey. And for the purpose of this story, it's actually going to be kind of important to give some historical background on Turkey and its track record when it comes to mining. I was going to say, we don't, we don't want to go too deep into history because that's going back. Well, it's uh, one of the oldest, like to the Ottoman <laughs> Empire. Ways, yeah. <laughs> By the time we get to the topic, it'll be five hours later. <laughs> exactly. As if, it is, if, we're like 20 we're, minutes if we're in. lucky, yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, are they still reading off... Uh, uh, what we do in the beginning? Are they still doing? Oh, uh, housekeeping! Are they still right? doing housekeeping? <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> so mining is a very big business in Turkey. I'll bet. Yeah, mining exports account for a good chunk of the country's GDP, and the biggest minerals in its market are copper, chrome, marble, and especially boron, because Turkey owns seventy-five percent of the world's boron reserves. Which is massive. That's huge. I mean, it's not a tiny country, but it's not like China or Russia either in size. Right. So, so and that's and for them, I'm sure they make a ton of money off that. Oh yeah. Will you get into what that actually is? Yes. Yes, I'm just about to. Boron is used. That was my third really good segue. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) For anyone keeping (laughs) track at home, ding. Drink. Boron is used in the production of a whole bunch of products, including, but definitely not limited to, glass, 
fiberglass, ceramics, bleach, detergent, insecticides, and jet fuel ignition. So it's just like a... It's just a vast array of useful things. Yes, yes. Very useful things. That everybody's used at least one of those things. Kind of like an all-purpose product in a way. Um, Also among the biggest natural resources mined in Turkey is coal. And I think we're all pretty clear on the use and the importance of coal worldwide. So... The regulatory agency in Turkey that's in charge of mining is the General Directorate of Mining Affairs, which is part of the Turkish Ministry of Energy and Natural Resources. Um, So I guess kind of like the EPA would be the Director of Energy or Ministry of Energy and Natural Resources. No, that would be Environmental Protection. Do we have a natural... Anyway, I don't know why I'm trying to... We must, but I'm blanking on what it is. I I wanted to say like the Interior Department, but that's land. Yeah. Um, anyway, I shouldn't just... They're probably part of it. I shouldn't way. just immediately try to equate everything to America. That's being... Well, great. our version of that agency probably exists. I, we just can't think of what it is. The Department of Energy, right? Uh, Wouldn't that be? Yeah, sure. Maybe? Anyway. Under Turkish law... We should cut that. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to be too lazy to do that. That's okay. Under Turkish law, the state owns all mines in the country. Yeah, that's not surprising. But grants mining rights to Turkish citizens and companies and and charges royalties. So that's the system there. Um, unfortunately, despite the huge industry that mining is in Turkey, or maybe because of it, mining accidents are quite common. And Turkey is known for having especially poor mine safety conditions. As a result... Turkey has the highest death rate for miners in the world. Wow. As of a 2008 (sighs) report, mm -hmm, uh, there were 7.22 deaths per 1 million tons of coal mined. So a million tons of coal was worth 7.22 lives, basically. Sure. If you want to think of it that way. Um, Oh, I'm sure that's how they think of it. And for scale, China had 1.27 deaths per 1 million tons, and the U.S. had 0.02 deaths per 1 million tons. So even like... So we're only worth half a person. <laughs> for where, a where, whereas, no, whereas no, no, not, tr- even, not even half. 0.02. Was it less? Oh, 0.02. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's, small, that's, very small, a 2% of a person. Yes. So, but think of all the mining that, accidents we have here. Yeah. And then multiply that by whatever to get to 7.22. Wow. Okay. I like that yeah, metric. Mm. That, that's a that's a deep statistic. I know because it's what's uncomfortable. A, what's a million tons of coal worth? Well, in Turkey, seven point two two lives. So wow. So that's not great. Prior to this disaster, prior to the Soma mine disaster, the worst mining disaster in Turkey's history had occurred in nineteen ninety two when a gas explosion killed. 263 mine workers. Let me guess. They learned a lot from that one. Oh, clearly. Um, furthermore, Turkey is also known for a high industry-related death rate. So um, a, an average of five workers died every day as of 2015. Just workers in general. Okay. So five people a day dying from working. In industry. Yes, yes, in industry. Work. The high, uh, this high rate of workplace-related deaths is frequently blamed on union suppression a high rate of subcontracting, and awarding construction contracts to companies whose leaders are supportive politically versus being known for a stellar safety record. So, Hey, it sounds like the United States. Sounds like just about everybody, <laughs> yeah, frankly. Yeah. 
So except Canada. Oh, Canada. Yes. We a. love we love our our neighbors to the north. We do. Yeah. They're always there for us. Yeah. Mm. And Justin Trudeau. Yes. And Gord. Gord Downey. Downey. Yes. I was gonna say Howard again. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> we already we yeah. already we already tailspinned to that one other time. Yes. So the coal mine involved in this disaster was located near Soma, Turkey, obviously because of the name. Soma is a town and district of Manisa province in the Aegean region of the country. So geographically speaking, that puts it near the western end of Turkey, like about 240 miles or 380 kilometers southwest of Istanbul, um, south of the Sea of Marmara. Yay, geography lesson. <laughs> um, I had never heard of the Sea of Marmara either. So Yeah, that's first for me. Um, this mine was owned by... Now this... <laughs> the Soma, oh, oh, did we get into Turkish names? Yes. Awesome. So the, the translation is Soma Mining Incorporated. But in Turkish... Now there are... Um, there are amulets here, which aren't, aren't so bad. But there's like a little thing on S's too. Like a little marking. So anyway... Soma Komir Islet Maleri AS. You see that? Look at okay. the things on the S's there. Uh, yeah, I, um, I mean, the amulets I get, but the... So, anyway. Can I see that just one more time? Yes. Let me see. Um, you try to pronounce it. I am going to go with... Islet Maleri AS. I have I was just trying to do my best Ron Burgundy on that one. Oh, that, very that's, good. That's a, uh, there's a lot of consonants in that word. There, the whole word, of, the whole word except for the two e's and an a, I think, are consonants. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of vowels in there. It's oh, okay. just the the way. It's the way that it ends with like four consonants. We are in one not vowel. Turkish speakers, no. and neither of us are bilingual, so we're just bad at anything it, but English. In case you couldn't have already figured that out. <laughs> We're not that great in English either, so. Um, <laughs> but we'll just call them Soma Mining Incorporated because that's how it translates. Yes, that works better. Um, and Soma Mining is in turn owned by Soma Holding, its parent company. So, despite its name, the company's headquarters are actually in Istanbul, not in Soma. Oh, okay, so they're in a different country, or yeah. a different a different city, different region. Yeah, um, and it's owned, and it's sorry, it's one of the largest coal producers in the area. So this is a coal mining incident, just so we're clear. Because I know I talked about boron, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a coal mining incident. Um, it retained the rights for mining about 18 million tons of coal, or roughly... So we know what that... So <laughs> how many bodies is that? Let's see. 70, 18 times 2 is 36. 126 and change. 18. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I'm getting better yeah. at math in my head. Yes, you are. Look at that. Um, anyway. I was getting there. Mining about 18 million tons of coal from a state-owned company called Turkish Coal Mining Corporation, but in Turkish it is Chikie Kormu Islet, Islet Maleri Kurumu TKI. I'll go with All that. All right? Yeah. On a royalties basis. If we'll I had like a little, uh, yeah. You did, the, oh, we yeah. need the pit little, bell. little bell. I yeah. need to get that out, Ding. yeah. I'll just be the pit bell for Okay. <laughs> At the time of this disaster in 2014... Soma Mining had 5,500 employees and mined two and a half million tons of coal each year. And we're talking about Soma being a holding company. This is just their mining operation had mm-hmm. 55,000 employees? Yes. So that's like... No, 5,500 employees, oh, not 55,000. Sorry. 
that's still a lot it's just a lot. for it's a large one company. division. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Clearly, anytime And I'm sure they do different energy things. Like anytime something's a holding company, it's usually a conglomerate. They've got, they've got tentacles. Yeah, I mean, you can name anything a holding company, but if it's larger, it tends to indicate that, yeah, they've got a bunch of stuff going If you're a holding company and one of those holdings is a mine, it means you make a shit ton of money. Yes, almost definitely. So... So, two and a half million tons of coal each year, which if you average that out, it's like 15 deaths per year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's not fair, but to well, average it that way. But anyway. Um, <laughs> this is all bad things, yes. after all. We measure things in deaths per year sometimes. <laughs> yes, we do. In 2012, the Soma Mining CEO, Alp Gherkin. Okay. okay. Alp. Alp. Stated his... Alp. Alp. Alp Gherkin. (laughs) I'm Alp Gherkin, I state. (laughs) Shut down this mine. Is Alp German? I don't know. It could be. (laughs) It could be American. You never know. I don't think so. It's got an... an, It looks very Turkish, like all the other words did. It's got an Uber. (laughs) He stated his commitment to lowering the price of the company's coal significantly (sighs) to stay competitive with the U.S. Unfortunately, one of the ways he allegedly did this was by cutting back on safety standards. Shocking. Yes. According to the surviving workers from the Soma mine, because, like, remember there was, like, 787 mine workers that, like, in the mine at the time, but clearly there were many more mine workers there, so there are plenty of survivors. The day shift in the mine, in the Soma mine, was the worst because supervisors would be present then, and would give them conflicting orders from what the subcontractors or tesseron would give them. So the subcontractors weren't really held accountable to anyone. Exactly. So they would be on site and would be especially hard on workers. Um, They would verbally abuse them. Because the uh, the people were working under like what our system would be of like it's you know right to work like they don't have a contract or anything like that these people can come and go as they please and they can fire them as they please you know they're sub subcontract- yeah. they're subcontractors mm-hmm. right right they're not held to whatever little governmental standards there are right exactly it sounds like there aren't very many and there's about to be right. even less so um so the subcontractors the Taseron would verbally abuse them at times um, and, and that was on a good day. Right? That's when they were doing a great job. Some workers also developed rashes and skin conditions from the chemicals they were exposed to. So this was not a pleasant workplace. Work um, so, yeah, that was not good. So the Soma mine itself had about 125 million tons of brown coal, which made it one of the largest coal reserve, reserves in the world. This, this is a huge coal mine reserve so um how many tons was that again 125 million so oh, that to figure out the is <laughs> oh my god why am i blanking on this uh 700 plus like i don't know you know, i'll yeah. come up with it later anyway okay 72 five what were you gonna say i was gonna continue reading oh okay <laughs> So the mine is an underground mine, um, so in order to access the coal underground, since coal is a type of sedimentary rock, shout out to our friend Akshay at Blood on the Rocks. Ah, yes. I'm sure you could tell us so much more about sedimentary rock than this little bit that I'm mentioning. Tweet at us. (laughs) At us, at us, Akshay. Um, 
but I'm not paying you 50 bucks. <laughs> She's already done that. I've already done that for this week. Um, mines have to include a way to get down underground, obviously, to reach the coal, either by a shaft or a ramp or elevators. Sure. Uh, and unfortunately, this makes a lot of underground mines especially susceptible to accidents because of the high level of flammable methane gas present, as well as coal dust. Remember in the um, Formosa Fun Park, the idea that there were flammable particles? Yeah. In oh, yeah, so, of course, yeah. Um, so obviously not only accidents, but health effects on mine workers You're is a special concern. You're going into the earth. Yes, with, with a lot of dust being brought up there's as a result. There's gases, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of scary shit. Mm-hmm. And not, like I said, not just like there could be an accident, but like black lung and breathing that yeah. stuff in is not good You're for going you. into the earth, like not as a tourist attraction, you're going in there to work. For hours and hours a yeah. day. You're yeah, you're going to be in there like as soon as you get in, like 12, 15 hours. Yep. And you might not ever come out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway... On Tuesday afternoon, May 13th, 2014, we're almost coming up on the fourth anniversary of this, actually. Mm -hmm. Around 3 p.m. local time, there was an explosion in the Soma mine, about two kilometers or like 1.2 miles underground. The explosion was caused by a transformer, and the explosion sparked a fire. The power went out in the mine, and the mine's elevator stopped working. As a result, about 600 of the estimated 787 miners working in the mine at the time were trapped underground as a thick black smoke began spreading through the mine, and mine rescue workers were deployed, which interestingly, that's a whole occupation in itself, being a mine rescue worker, which tells you how... Good luck with that. Well, it tells you how unsafe being a miner is, so... Who the fuck wants that job? Jesus. You're, you're going into the tragedy. Yeah, to try it's, and... it's already happened. Well, I mean, so, that's what firefighters do and rescue workers do, too. Just, this is a very specific type of yeah. tragedy. But. I'd rather go into a burning house than into a burning mine. Well, just the idea of it being underground is yeah. really creepy. So, yeah. Those who were trapped began to panic, understandably. Yeah, also the power's out. Yeah, they can't really see. They can't see a fucking yeah. thing. So they had gas masks that they carried on their belts as a safety measure, and so they started putting them on, but no one really trusted them to work very well because they were old and expired and were rarely subjected to equipment checks. Uh, I wonder if this expired gas mask is going to work. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're putting it on just hoping that it does, yeah. and most likely it's not going to, otherwise it wouldn't be expired. So, witness uh, accounts said that workers began to bleed from their noses and stagger around as carbon monoxide poisoning began. Uh, Some workers were dragged out by rescuers or fellow workers, and coal conveyor belts were used to move people to safety. So, like, okay, if you're passed out, put you on the conveyor belt. belt. Hey, he's got a chance. Yep. Damn. Um, sadly, those who were able to escape had to witness their co-workers dying around them. So there was a lot sure. of terrible accounts of, you know, what it was like to be escaping that mine. I wonder if there's going to be any PTSD that follows wow. with that. Jeez. Jesus fucking Christ. So, now, details of the exact nature that of the disaster itself. Brutal. That whole thing is just, 
Ugh. I know. So exact de- details and of the rescue and of the disaster are kind of scarce because it gets lost in the broader issue of the Turkish government as it relates to workplace safety. So there's not a ton more to say about the actual disaster here, other than the fact that four rescue mine teams were sent underground to save the trapped miners. But that was really difficult at first because there was a thick smoke that made it really hard for them to see anything or find anybody. They eventually were able to rescue about half of the miners trapped. So 301 Mm -hmm. died, mostly of carbon monoxide poisoning, and 80 more were injured. Um, here's a really, and sorry to do this, but here's a really horrific story. Um, two brothers, Suleiman and Ismail Sevim, who are very close and both worked in the mine, mine, sorry, were found dead in the mine, hugging each other. They died, like, not, trying to not so protect bad. each other. Well, I'd rather have that than one of them living, honestly. Like, Kind of like, oh, I let go of him and... Oh. You know what I mean? I, I do. I mean, it's it's sad in the... that's where you were going with that. Oh, It's no. like one of them would live. And no. I'm like, I mean, it's... I guess it's it's kind of a bittersweet thing because at least they were... They didn't die alone. Sure. They, they died com- hey. consoling each other. And, I mean, better that they not die at all because this sure. is completely unnecessary, but still. But given that they were probably going to die, it, not so yeah. bad. It's just really sad. Yeah. So, now we're going to get into kind of the crazier part of this story. How this all happened. Well, and the fallout from it. Yeah. So, this, the after story is more oh, interesting sure than the... sure it's juicier than the story. Oh, just you wait. This, yeah. There's pictures to accompany it. Oh, nice. So, pictures first of all, I need to show you a picture, but cover up the picture underneath it because this is where it gets juicy, but... So there's a picture of somebody being rescued mm-hmm. from the mine, you know, just rescued. Yeah, that guy person. looks like he was in a mining accident. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. God. So, where did I go? And I can't wait till you get into the part where uh, they settled all the lawsuits and gave all the families money. Oh, that's right. That's probably never going to happen. <laughs> let's let's just get to this part. Okay. So, the main issue surrounding. This disaster was less about the actual deaths of an injury sustained by the miners in Soma and much more about the overarching concerns of Turkish citizens about the government's lax approach to worker safety and their real buddy-buddy relationship with the mine owners and the companies that were um, uh, rent- not renting the mines, but, you know, like giving royalties to the sure. state for the mining. Yeah. Uh, they had a uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch exactly. yours relationship. And the danger that that put ter- Turkish workers in. Um, for example, two weeks prior to the explosion in the Soma mine, the political party in opposition of the ruling political party called for an investigation into previous accidents at the mine. So, like, say that would be like Democrats now calling for something, digging into the Republicans, whatever. Um which was rejected by the governing party. So they're like, yeah, fuck you, whatever. Like, we're going to listen to you. There were also statements from friends of the miners who died that prior to this disaster, the miners who worked in Soma Mine had complained to management about the shoddy safety precautions being taken, but no one in management did anything about it. Yeah, because they didn't have to. Yeah. I mean... What was the pressure on them to do anything? Yeah. So shortly after the mine explosion... Then Prime Minister of Turkey, Recep Tayyip 
Erdogan. Oh, Erdogan. Yes. I did not know that that was it's his full name. It's not Ahmet Erdogan. Right. That's not who we're talking about. Oh, that's the, that's the current guy. He's something else in Turkey. This guy was never called Ahmet. I've heard of Ahmet Erdogan. Okay. But I didn't look into who he was. We're okay. talking about Recep Tayyip Erdogan. He was the prime minister at this point. He's now the president of Turkey. Right, yeah, he's still but in who's power. who's Ahmet Erdogan? Because I've heard of that, of him. I thought that's who, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, I was going to call him Erdogan, but, 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 but I but, <laughs> No, but Erdogan, Erdogan is mm-hmm. the leader the president, of yes, Turkey. President, yes, yes. Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Okay, I just didn't know that that was his full name. Okay, well, I apparently just, it is. I just know him as Erdogan, which to me sounds like a like a magical dragon. <laughs> it does, if you're right about that. So that's how I'll think of him from now on. <laughs> the magic dragon. Yes. Except not so not except, a not a um, except, puff the magic dragon. Except nice one of the dragon. ones that breathes the actual fire, like on Game of Thrones. At, but doesn't also isn't also kind of nice. Like aren't the dragons in Game of Thrones kind of to their mother? Yes. Yeah. Well. That's it. But you said you were sad when one of them died. I was. So, yes. Anyway, that's all I know about Game of Thrones. I was sad because she was sad, and it made me sad. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so Erdogan visited the site of the disaster shortly after the explosion and addressed a crowd of about 800 people there. He angered them by stating that the deaths were just an expected part of working yeah, in mines. he angered them by not giving two shits at all. And he gave examples of industrial accidents in England in the 19th century as being yeah. like, well, you know, this happens. It's like, look at you. It could have been 500 people this way. <laughs> Instead, it's only 301? 301, yeah. 301 people this way. So, lucky lucky you. Specifically, he said, quote, These types of things in mines happen all the time. It's not possible for there to be no accidents in mines. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't happen to anybody I know. (laughs) Right. But it does happen. Right. And that sucks for you people, I guess. So, how do you think the crowd took that? I hope they fucking, like, threw things at him. Uh, yeah, they did. They, um, they started yelling at him and police. They started throwing rocks at him. Nice. Called Good. him murderer yep. and thief. And he had to run into a nearby grocery store for shelter. Oh, like, man. he had to run and Well, hide. since he's the current president, mm-hmm. obviously they didn't catch him. No. <laughs> no. But I would have been so happy if they had. Um, there are also accounts that he allegedly hit a teenage girl who called him a murderer in the melee. Yeah. Oh. Well. I'm surprised he didn't shoot her. I mean, he <laughs> could have done that just as well. Oh, well, let's keep going. One of Erdogan's aides, Yusuf Yerkel, who was photographed doing what? Can you tell what he's doing? Oh, he's kicking somebody, um... In the face. Looks like where he's so, going with that one. So the one. cops are pinning down a protester, mm-hmm. and he's violently kicking him. Yeah, that also looks like America. <laughs> well, no, see, no one's black in this picture. That's the difference. Uh, the, not everybody at Standing Rock was black. And that happened. You know, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, I, I know. No. I'm just, yeah. That's the normal people who get kicked in the face. Right. Like a, like a Native American, like that's, a, really? They still exist? Yeah, and we kick them in the face, <sighs> you know, occasionally. So, when yes. we try When we try to put oil under their water. So, Yuriko kicked a protester violently, was photographed doing so. We're talking about 2014, so pictures made the rounds on social media. In the United States, that is assault with a deadly weapon. It is. With your foot? With a shoe on. That's assault oh, with a deadly okay. weapon if you kick somebody. I don't... It's a, 
it's assault regardless. It's it's violent assault. If I violently assault. like you know how heavy my boots are, they're my work boots. Sure. If I kick somebody this guy's in the wearing face, a suit. He's understand. not wearing I'm steel just, toed I'm boots. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that's and that's yeah. fine. That's an ADW. Okay. As they say in uh, Criminal Minds. <laughs> mind, mind Hunter. <laughs> criminal Minds. You keep calling it Criminal Minds. Criminal Mind Hunters. <laughs> Starring, oh, who's the guy? Um, he was in the old Red Dragon. Uh, oh, uh, the guy from the original CSI, Bill Peterson. No, William, William Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. William Peterson. Isn't he? Wasn't he in Criminal Minds though? He was no, in no, CSI. No, yes. no, no, he was in. He, no, he's Criminal Minds. Oh, okay. I bet you're thinking. Bucks. You, we're thinking <laughs> <laughs> as long as I don't have to eat something. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Just your words. <laughs> um, so people were really pissed at him, and it got around oh, that he I did this. I wish they had gotten hold of him. Oh, that well, would have been sweet. So it didn't help that Yurkel said he would address the incident, like make a statement. <laughs> By but kicking somebody in the face? No, after. Oh, about after he it, kicks him. Oh, okay. It. But 24 hours after the photos came out, he still hadn't followed through on that promise. He did eventually make a statement saying, this is like the best apology, non-apology, sorry, not sorry. Quote, I am sad to say that I could not keep my calm in the face of all the provocations, insults, and attacks I was subjected to that day. That's pretty and good. Well, that's really good. It's not good. It's not an apology. No, I'm saying that's that's how, how shitty it was. That's how a pro handles a, con- a, you know, a controversial like that. That's what I'm saying. That's pretty good. Everybody hated it, what he said. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, you know, he didn't he confirm didn't nor, de- nor, nor deny. Like no, you said, he very it was, specifically didn't apologize. Right. You you said it was the best non-apology apology ever. Right. I agree. Yeah. It <laughs> that was, was the shitty. best. It was that really was the shitty, best though. non-apology apology ever. But so anyway, everyone's comments about like, well, you know, mind shit happens. Uh, were met with protests by thousands of Turkish citizens and almost derailed. His presidential ambitions. He was running for president at this point. Okay. Um, this was shortly this before confusing. he declared so his presidency. President and he a was prime minister. minister, apparently. That's an odd system. Yeah, well, Usually there's it's a queen of, and a prime minister, too. I guess. I don't know. I did not get that far. I didn't sure, want to derail this yeah, entirely into Turkish yeah, politics. Yeah. But. Um, workers' unions put out a statement that said, quote, Hundreds of our worker brothers in Soma have been left to die from the very start by being forced to work in brutal production processes in order to achieve maximum profits. We call on the working class, laborers, and friends of laborers to stand up for our brothers in Soma, end quote. And it sounds like a lot of people did. Well, yeah, protests began to pop up all mm-hmm. over Turkey. Good. With protesters chanting and carrying anti-government signs with slogans like, quote, it's not an accident, it's murder. Right. End quote. And, yeah. quote, Soma's coal will burn the government. End quote. The government responded to, um, in some, like, in some locations, like Izmir, by shooting water cannons and rubber bullets at the protesters. Sure. Which I'm guessing didn't do a whole lot to help government relations that's, uh, with that, Turkish that's, citizens. That's standard fare. Yeah, right. Water cannons and ru- yeah. rubber bullets. Get them out, fellas. Citizens also staged protests in the subway where they laid on subway platforms playing dead in solidarity. Okay. Platforms, not not tracks, platforms. Sure. You know, so. All right. Now let's get in. stepped on. Well. A bunch of times. Now let's get into legal action. You talked about this before. On June 9th, 2014, a parliamentary investigation into the Soma mine disaster was launched. And that same day, the Soma Civil Court of General Jurisdiction 
issued a precautionary injunction on the assets and the properties of the shareholders of the Soma Mining Company as a result of a lawsuit filed by the families of the victims of the explosions or explosion claiming hundreds of accusations for damages. So, um, did that make make sense what a precautionary injunction on their assets and properties were? Uh, To me, how I'm thinking of it is now they're starting to actually look at things and watch them a little bit and be like... I think it means that, okay, you can't sell them. Yeah, basically freezing Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Because... It's like, you may need to hand this stuff over. That surprises me, like a smaller, this is either a city or a regional court. Like, um, It's making, the Soma Civil Court. So, okay, making it's this judgment. Court. Yeah. Yeah. But a, but making a civil judgment against their own government, who... Well, it's, it's, it's technically not the government, it's the Soma Mine com- Soma Holding. Which has ties to the government. It has ties to the government, but it's yeah. not state-run, it's a private yeah, okay. company. Okay, I'm just, I'm surprised that so. this... Um, that the court is working the way it's supposed to? Yeah. Okay. Actually, yes. That's a good way of putting it. An additional 6,000 mine workers working at Soma also joined in on the legal action. And investigations into the mine itself were delayed for weeks because the fires in the mine remained ongoing. Oh, so it still was never... Right. So the mine oh. was still unsafe, still releasing carbon monoxide, so they couldn't investigate it right away, like go to the scene of the crime as well. And also now, because they're being watched... They can't just send people right back in there because I'm not. I, I seriously doubt that would that would have been like like oh it's kind of safe. No, that's in. that's why I'm saying it was still closed. Yeah. yeah. So on September second, two thousand fourteen, the first lawsuit was heard, brought by twenty three year old mother of two, Gamze Dierman, whose husband Ismail Dierman was one of the miners killed in the disaster. Sure. So she's twenty three. Widowed, two little kids. Yeah, and I'm gonna guess uh, he was the sole breadwinner. I don't know if she or was the, working or not, but probably the bigger still. one. Um, specifically, the lawsuit stated that Dareman himself had complained to his supervisors about coal particles in the mine that would catch fire because of the excessive heat and could cause burn injuries to the workers. So he was the canary in the coal mine. Sure. Like saying, look, I'm uncomfortable. And and he said something. I mean, he shouldn't have had to, but he did. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying this makes him any more of a victim than anyone else, but he saw something, said something. But given how they treat their workers anyway... It is pretty ballsy of him to actually say something. Right, right, because they were getting could, verbally abused. He probably and, could have been fired just for yeah, doing that. So. Yeah, because he was causing trouble or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Gamze Dearman was seeking 390,000 Turkish lira in damages, which is roughly 95,000 U- U.S. dollars. Okay. Which really isn't that much. Well, n- it's... Uh, it's a nice windfall initially, but eventually the, that money's going to run out pretty well, that's quick. Well, she, she wasn't yeah. going crazy and yeah. suing for millions or yeah. whatever. But anyway, on September... Which is what she deserves. Yeah, well, yeah. On September 10th, 2014, the Omnibus Bill was passed in Turkish Parliament, which included amendments to laws regarding mining. These amendments included health, safety, and job security provisions, so kind of a a win for workers' rights in a way, as well as leave and holiday policies for mine workers. Families of the dead were also due to be paid a death salary, and the insurance debts of the dead miners were canceled, so debt forgiveness. But at least a year after the disaster, 
that compensation had yet to materialize yet. Yeah, not surprising. On September 19th, 2014, so so far all this stuff is going on in September of 2014, the public prosecutor in SOMA released findings of 20 counts of gross negligence in the mine, including defective safety equipment, inadequate ventilation, and a lack of gas sensors. In November 2014, prosecutors charged eight mine executives and 29 other mine employees, mostly supervisors and managers, with charges including gross negligence and involuntary manslaughter. So charges were, criminal charges were brought. Sure. On April 13, 2015, the trial began against 45 defendants in Akisar Heavy Penal Court. The eight mine executives were present only via closed circuit TV out of fear mm, that they, if they were they physically get, present, they would get torn apart. Exactly, they could be attacked. The trial was then adjourned and postponed a bunch of times for different reasons, including a potential conflict of interest from one of the defendant's attorneys. Safety. The whole trial dragged out throughout 2016 and into 2017. Then on July 4th, 2017, a day after we got married. Yes. When a verdict was finally going to be passed down, the judge was replaced in a widespread decree by the Turkish Board of Judges and Prosecutors that ousted 780 judges and prosecutors. And I kind of remember when that happened. Really? That made the news last year when yeah. that happened. They, yes. they just like did a yes. clean house. So as far as I can tell, this issue has not been resolved anymore. Sure. Yeah, I remember watching a couple of things um, that that had happened. Sorry, I had more. Oh. (laughs) I thought I was done. The trial resumed in October 2017. Let's get back to the dead miners yep. and, the, and the people that did not receive any money anyway, that they were owed off their I, I could find absolutely nothing that indicates if this trial is over, so to the best of my knowledge, it's still going on. Yeah. And apparently, or, the wheels, yeah. apparently the wheels of justice do indeed turn slowly, especially in a politically unstable country. So we'll have to see, wait and see how this one turns out. And that was the Soma Mine disaster. That is... Uh, it was so hard so many times to refrain from going into my political bents that I yeah. that I kind of do. But it's, I mean, how many times have we heard the same story? Oh, yeah. And how many have, have we not even told? I yeah. mean. Oh, yes. So many. And they all, like any kind of major business that goes through a multiplicity of deaths in one incident, mm-hmm. it all comes down, it always comes down to the same thing. Always. Every time. Negligence. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Basically. So, so that's where we're at in the world. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're it makes employed, me feel great that I work. Right. At a factory. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're employed by anybody, best of luck to you. For those of us who are self-employed, well, we at least have that going for us. <laughs> but. Uh, and for somebody like me who works in a factory and yeah is concerned here and there. But I'm never really concerned for my safety. I'm just like, something should be done here and there to make it a little bit better. Right. In that you're, sense. You're in a much more privileged situation than a lot yeah. of workers. And yeah. just to go, like, because it started with this company, like how little regulation and stuff like mm-hmm. that there is. And we get back. But I have to reinforce it occasionally. And, and just, from pers- just from personal experience where I work, what I produce, I'll never say where I work or anything like mm-hmm. that. But what I produce, 
eventually goes into your food and drink. That's mm-hmm. that's what I do. It's foodstuffs. Yeah. Yes. Um, just our plant alone spends probably millions of dollars. Yeah. On what you could consider regulation. Yeah. Because everything yeah. we do is tested on site before it goes out. If it doesn't test well, it doesn't go out. Stuff like that. That costs money for just the yeah. equipment, mm-hmm. especially for the people. So well, we spend millions of dollars on what is essentially oversight. Well, because you have you have FDA regulations, mm-hmm. OSHA, OSHA, just like those everybody. Those are the two biggest. Plus, like, that's the thing about invest financial investment in health and safety is ultimately more cost it's effect it's beneficial is more cost effective even if you want to just talk bottom line sure it is better to prevent yeah than to pay out after the fact and i often think like what if those regulations weren't in place yeah. would, would would this company really spend five six million dollars per site to make sure everything is safe and my probably not but my contention is, is if they're smart they will yeah because it's better. Oh, there's oh, Demetrius there's, there's for anyone a, who wanted the yes. little Demetrius per. Um, it, it's still, it, not only is it more cost effective, even if you just want to get down to dollars and cents, but it's better for people. Yeah. And, which and if business you get, is never terribly concerned If you about get a bunch that. of smart people together and they think that you have their best interests, they will do vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. More often than not. Oh, so. I don't know if... Can everybody hear Demetrius purring now? <laughs> this mic might catch it. You never know. We need, um, at the end of My Favorite Murder, every episode ends with Georgia saying, Alvis, you want a cookie? And uh, her little Siamese cat, Alvis, goes, Meh. Oh, of course, yes. I, I've had a couple Siamese cats when I was growing up. They're loud, aren't they? They are loud. They make a lot of noise. This just guy's like this loud guy. when he's hungry. He's just but but hungry. anyway, that's my little diatribe yeah. on, I work for, um, I work in an industry that is heavily regulated. Yes. And trust and you're me, glad it is. Trust me, it's heavily regulated for a reason. Right. There's all sorts of things that could happen. Right. So it's good that it's yeah. Regular. Worker safety is a serious issue. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And conditions and everything else. So, anyway, that was the Soma Mind disaster. As, as soon as you said mind disaster, I'm thinking, which one in West Virginia is this going to be? Oh, there's plenty of those to cover too. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey recommended a bunch of them. So yeah. We'll get to them. But I was, I mean, it's very curious that this happened in another country. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about the initial. I've never heard of it. Yeah. But when you were saying the the sweep of the judges and I did hear mm-hmm. something about that. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was... Well, the Young Turks probably covered probably it. probably did. It would be did. very much something probably, that they would. Probably all the channels. Jimmy Dore might have. Well, um, no, but you get it, the Young Turks, because isn't uh, Cenk Uger Turkish? He is Turkish, yes. Yeah, so... Oh, anyway. Oh, the body. He just burned up a storm. Your turn. My turn? Oh, okay. Or close oh, out. This will be my fourth and greatest segue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who was counting at home. And if you were, that's another shot. <laughs> So, this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And we'll see you next week.